0: The Burger Krieg Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features drummer and
1: fiend Johnny Plague, of the horror punk band Meteor King. Here's their song Toxic Brew.
2: Another installation, I guess it's an installation, another episode of the uh, Burger Creek Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast. I have Johnny Plague from Meteor King, uh, Maryland's own Meteor King. Uh, welcome. Welcome, Johnny. It's, Thank uh, you. it's nice to have you on this uh, little program, I guess.
1: It's nice to be here.
2: <laughs> so, So check this out. Anyone who's listening... Everyone has to, to, you know, everyone who's listening to this current interview, you got to go and look up the band's music, but not only their music, you got to check out their photos too. Johnny, how long does it take you to put on makeup and how long does it take you to sweat it off? Cause you're behind the kit. So you're <laughs> fucking working, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I try, it depends on like how much time we have to like set up our instruments on stage or you know on the floor you know Mm -hmm. depends on the venue but um i try to it depends like on the makeup design i want to do for the night like for example um like when we opened up for doyle back in 2018 at soundstage like we had our own dressing room and everything. we had our um like our uh you know our gear up on, on stage like hours before you know doors open and sound check and everything but uh, it was funny. That show, I did, like, the most simplest, like, makeup design. There's just, like, a half, you know, half-black, half-white face. And um, that usually takes me about, like, 15 minutes to do, if that. Now, the new era of Meteor King that's coming soon, you know, we all have different, you know, face paint designs now. And that's going to wind up taking us probably a little bit longer. I can – I try not to, like – spend too much time on my makeup because i know it's going to get sweated off like <laughs> probably within the first song right. um i remember when the show with doyle you know i got this like new makeup it's supposed to be like you know sweat proof makeup and i damn near blinded myself <laughs> because it started like dripping into my eyes and i even put like sealer on and i'm like okay yeah i should have probably just asked doyle what does he use to you know, seal his makeup because whatever the fuck i was using did not work and i was like almost blinded by this like I think it was like called like tag uh, makeup or something i don't know it was some new stuff that Definitely. i had to like make it super pigmented and uh it was terrible but usually like if we're rushed like i'll do like a quick you know little design and it'll take me about like 50 minutes to do if that
2: that's not <laughs> and bad. then
1: i i used to do everybody else's makeup but then I got tired of it, like when we first started, because I was I used to work at haunted houses, so I know how uh. to do makeup and all that stuff. Everybody else wanted me to do their makeup for them, and I'm like, oh my god, like I don't have time for this. <laughs> so like I want you guys to look cool, but come on, do your own damn makeup. So then they eventually just start doing their own makeup because I refused to do it. You know, <laughs> they actually look better now.
2: It so. it's funny it's funny that you mentioned uh, because that was another question i was going to ask you like was there a trial and error process of like all right we're all going to use this and you guys play a show and it's like dude we can't see we're all blind on stage so it's funny you mentioned that specifically about that (laughs) brand um yeah no i want to come back i want to put a pin in the haunted house thing so we're going to come we're going to come back to that but um so so my uh One of my other questions specific to the band before we get into the weeds here, Um, some moderate stalking of your social media. I see that you also play some bass and guitar and it looks like you're originally uh, behind the four strings. You were a bass player originally for Meteor King. So uh, what I'm curious about, what led to that lineup change to you shifting over to drums?
1: Um, What had happened was like we, um, I was working at Walgreens at the time and me and a coworker were like, we had very similar music tastes and um he was like, Yeah, I want to start a band and I was like, I do too. And then I remember, you know, Scott and Wade, the singer and guitar player for Meteor King, they've been wanting to start a project up. So I'm like, Well, I know these guys and let's, you know, like it's horror punk. I know they've been wanting to start this horror punk band, and you know, I'm a bass player and you know, the other drummer, uh his name was Colin, and mm-hmm. we're still we're still keeping contact with him. Um he, he was like, all right, yeah, well, I'm a drummer. I was like, all right, cool. And I was making good money at the time. So it was like, all right, you know, money's not an issue. I'll go buy, you know, all this bass stuff and everything. So we recorded the first EP, which was titled uh, Della Morte with Colin on drums. And unfortunately, he was he kind of was just in like a very bad mental state. And he was just not his heart really wasn't in it mm-hmm. like as much as it was when we first started the band. And, you know, we booked a show and our, our very first show and he just, you know, he couldn't do it because he had prior, um, there was just no communication with them, So we were just like, well, we're not going to cancel you know, our first show. So then they were like, well, who's going to play drums? And it was kind of like the scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back where they all just kind of say, <laughs> who wants to see a Jay and Silent Bob movie? And they all just kind of look at the camera. And it's like, who's going to play drums? And They all just looked at me. and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> so so we got um scott's cousin ryan to fill in on bass for that show and at the time we were still trying to find a drummer (laughs) so we tried out this one drummer and it just did not go good at all so we were just like i was i was tired of it i was like you know what i kind of know a bass player that we could get into here and which is ronnie and Mm -hmm. uh so we're like, all right, let's try him out, and it was funny. We're trying him out, and then we're also trying another drummer out at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but the same day. So it was just like, oh my gosh! So Ronnie saw the, uh, the the bad drummer audition, and uh, at that point, I was like, you know what? Screw it! I'm playing drums, and that's just, that's just it's that's how it's going to be. So
2: <laughs> so um, when you when you say a bad audition, do you mean like it was? Just like from the get go, <laughs> it was like this is not fucking working.
1: Yeah, um, we it wasn't like it was like it wasn't like um we told the guy like hey you know here's we'll give you like a day to you know figure out the songs you know and then come in. It was like we gave this guy like a couple weeks notice and then he comes in. and He's like, yeah, well, I didn't really practice the songs, <sighs> and we're like, oh, you didn't, couldn't fucking tell. <laughs> and it was just, it was not good so i was just like all right you know let's just save a headache and ronnie was picking up on the songs really quick and uh we're just like all right well i know how to play drums like i have the ear for drums so i just you know we just kind of did that and that's how it worked out, you know
2: nice no it's 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 always one of those things because i i I'm always, when someone says, yeah, you know, we were auditioning so-and-so and it was not working, like for my own sick mind, like I want to know what that is because I've been in those rooms and I've been mm-hmm. part of that audition process where it's like, you, I almost feel like immediately, you know, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you, you try and launch mm-hmm. in the first song and that's why it's even funnier when it's like, yeah, I didn't really practice songs. Like no shit. You didn't practice the songs. I can tell. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Like it was just kind of like me, Scott and Wade just kind of all looked at each other and were like
2: yeah shit all right
1: this is gonna be good <laughs> and uh you know we, we started off with you know the first song which is um it's called i think it's called awakens the king's beast it's like an instrumental that was actually the very first song we ever wrote together as a band back in like 2013 like we the meteor king has been a thing since kind of kind of the thing since 2013 but didn't really get you know serious until about like three years later mm-hmm. because you know i was still in high school and like life was just kind of all over the place um so then we as we you know reconnected back you know 3 years later and uh but yeah the first song was awaken the king's beast and we and i you know start playing the bass riff to it and the guy is just not comprehending like any of the, I'm like he really did not listen to I didn't of even these listen to songs. it oh. i was just i was like oh my god this is just it, it was painful
2: <laughs> it's the worst so yeah. so check this out i i want to switch gears and talk briefly about Halloween three season of the witch. Now I'm going to give you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a moderate disclaimer and it's regardless of how you feel about the film. It's one of my favorites within that franchise. And I have reasoning for that, but the first, the first question is where does this movie sit in relation to the other movies in the franchise for yourself?
1: Well, like Halloween three, you know, the rest of the the rest of the Halloween films and like the original series. Yep um i mean i liked it a lot i mean i actually have a halloween 3 like button up that i got from uh what was it creepy co yep. and it was like i love the movie i hated the movie at first don't get me wrong i, I was one of those person's like it's also have michael myers in it but if you watch it for its own as its own film it's a phenomenal movie right like it, it's really good it's a lot better you know the like you know, it's more of a Michael Myers movie than Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> like, let's just, even though Michael Myers is only technically in Halloween three for like five seconds.
2: Oh, that's um, funny.
1: But they're in the are in the bar and they have the um, yeah,
2: the little. It's like the, after the giveaway the tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And like just because Halloween Resurrection. Oh man. Barf. what the hell were they doing with that movie like, you, you know it's uh, it's funny ma-
2: it's funny you mentioned that too about because like that's what i can't get over with halloween 3 is like the plot is just so insane you know like mm. druidic like warlock toy manufacturers pre- preparing this like mass sacrifice of children to appease the gods yeah. while at the same time they simultaneously control this army of cyborgs to do their bit like it's insane yeah. but in a good oh, way like so it's awesome. amazing yeah Yeah, it's phenomenal. (laughs) So I want to ask you about a specific scene, okay? And I've kind of had this conversation. We laughed about it. Uh, One of my other buddies, he runs uh, Harkon Media, uh, the Sight and Sound podcast, Jesse. He's a great podcast. It's a lot of like horror action movies, music talk. He's had me on a bunch of times, talk Ramones, all that bullshit. But anyway, I want to ask your opinion on something. So you know that scene between... Uh, Dr. Chalice and Ellie, and they're in the hotel room. That tender lovemaking scene. Do you know? Oh God, do, yeah. So, yeah. so check this out. I want to ask <laughs> you: Does Tom Atkins suck on her boob in that scene?
1: um oh, you know what? I never thought about, it, but I think he does.
2: I swear, I think he, I does. Think he does. In like,
1: yeah, it was I, just such an awkward scene. It too. was
2: extremely awkward. Like,
1: like, ugh. Cause like, that, just thinking about that seems
2: just like Ugh. i know here's here's the thing i challenge you after we get done watching this if you own it pop it in go to that scene because i'm pretty sure like he is sucking on her boob and that's cool <laughs> that's cool like yeah, that, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that but it's like one of those things where it's like this already is an insane movie and it's like i could maybe count on my hand on one hand how many times i've actually seen like you know, someone sucking on another person's breasts in a yeah. non-pornographic <laughs> film. So like exactly. w- to, to see this, it's like, wow, like yeah. that is that's that was a choice. So I, I've <laughs> never I've never met Tom Atkins. I feel like I m- might bring that up, but I don't know if I'd want to because I really I love the guy and everything he's been in. But. I was I was curious if it was one of those things that you had picked up on because I did see you I saw the shirt in one of your posts yeah, yeah, that creepy yeah. coat shirt and I was like I got to ask him about Halloween 3, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, um,
2: yeah. So here's here's like kind of a good follow-up. In your opinion, and again, this is this is open-ended for a reason because I want your take on it, but mm-hmm. why why is it that punk rock, metal, why does that music mix so well with horror films in your opinion?
1: Uh, I guess it's for the sense of like everyone's you know like punk's bad you know it's the devil's music or it's like you know don't watch horror movies it's you know devil's you know thing i think it's just you know outside of the norm really you know i think that's why it clashes so well like um like i grew up and you know going to catholic school up until about like sixth grade i got kicked out of catholic school and you know my experience being in you know religious school was you know you can't watch harry potter you can't watch Horror movies. You can't watch this. You can't watch that, and that just made me more attracted to wanting to watch these movies and stuff. And then, oh, yo, you can't listen to this band. You can't listen to that band. And I, you know, I'm a huge like Marilyn Manson fan. Well, I kind of brushed off a little bit of them now because of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was, like in Catholic school. We would used to have like dress down days, and I would be the little shithead wearing a Marilyn Manson <laughs> shirt <Nice. laughs> at the Catholic school, and they, you know. Bring me into the counselor's office and they're like, hey, you need to, you know, change your shirt. Well, I don't have another shirt. Well then turn inside out. All right. Well <laughs> Dude, but
2: um here, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, like, um
1: I just think it just it's just it's kinda like, you know, it just works so perfect together. Harp movies, punk rock, like it's just, you know, a perfect clash of things. They're both just I I don't know. It's just it just works. <laughs> it works. It's yeah.
2: It's kind of the the way I think about it too is like I know that one of the cl- more classic examples is like Dream Warriors, right? You literally mm-hmm. have like a metal band that, that you know, oh, wrote yeah. the fucking, yeah. mo- you know, couple songs, right? Like specific for that uh-huh. movie. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where that is like a classic example of it, but it's almost like anti-hero kind of shit, right? Where it's like, yeah. this works because it has such a stigma in in yeah. society, right? There's that other argument where it's like <laughs> horror movies never win major awards for whatever reason, yeah. right? Always getting exactly. snubbed. Um so yeah, I wanted I wanted your opinion on A, because you play in, you know, in a horror punk, like you play in, in a in a rock and roll band, devil's music, rock yeah, and yeah. roll. You play in a rock yeah. and roll band and you're also <laughs> passionate about movies. So that's yeah, why yeah. I wanted to ask you that. So let's 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 dig a little deeper here. So Ultimately, why were you kicked out of Catholic school, if you if you are willing to talk about it?
1: <laughs> okay, so what had happened was, like, it was—well, the school's not even a school anymore, and thank God it's not. Um, <laughs> so there was a kid that was bullying me to high heavens, you know, and it was like my mom was getting pissed because the school wasn't doing anything about it. And I felt like a lot of the teachers there just hated my guts anyway, so they're just kind of like, ah, you know, fuck this kid, essentially. Mm. Um, so that one day, him, this bully, and a couple of his other buddies came into like the bathroom. I'm just trying to take a piss, and like started like punching me and shit. So I got pissed, and I fucking started swinging back at him. And I was defending myself and like the, you know, the bully and his, you know, little friends were like, Oh, you know, he hurt us. And then I got in trouble and not them. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. And then it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was in a very, me and my mother were in a very bad situation, um, living with her ex and everything. That was very bad, like bring up with my childhood. And like shortly after that, she met my stepfather, you know, that's just with now and you know they've been together ever since and life's been not that bad <laughs> Nice. so but uh yeah like catholic school they're just uh, man. they were so ignorant to me in that school <laughs> i really didn't give a shit anymore like it's what it is they're not even a school anymore so
2: <laughs> well no it's it's I, I find that interesting like i went through i came i grew up in a small town like so like not even a suburb like almost like country in a yeah. sense, outside of, like, Syracuse, you know, central New York area. Um, yeah, yeah. But I grew up and was forced to go through, I didn't go to Catholic school, but I I was confirmed and baptized and all that bullshit, right? Um, yeah. And, of course, following that, I think I was, like, 15, 16, it's, like, I never set foot in a church on my own accord ever since, mm-hmm. you know? Like, of course, I go to weddings and friends and shit, you know, be supportive, but, like, I would never go to a mass, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, um, I rejected that at a young age and it kind of sounds like you, you were in in a sense, it almost seems like you're in the same boat, right? You were like, these yeah. people didn't get me, whatever. I didn't buy into that. Mm-hmm. If, regardless of what people think, if you're into fucking Catholicism, cool. But like, it's not for me, right? I think it's a load of yeah. shit and it manipulates people into, you know, spending their whole lives focusing on the point of death for, versus like being alive and enjoying life, all that shit, right? But yeah. we don't have to get into a discussion about the philosophy of reality and all that shit right now. You and I can have <laughs> that. Well, we can yeah, talk, yeah. we can talk in length about that. I'm sure. But for sure, for sure. But it's, it's definitely one of those things like, were so were you involved in music at a, at a younger age or did that come later?
1: Um, I've always wanted to like, I, I have a pretty typical, you know, uh, coming of age of the drummer story. You know, I started out like, I couldn't. I always wanted to play drums, and but I was always living in like row homes, so like my parents would never give me like a drum set. Mm. <laughs> so started off on guitar, you know, and then I think the first time I ever sat behind a drum set, I was let's see, how old was I? I was about 11 or 12, and then I fell in love with doing that, but then you know i the guy that had the drum set him and i i moved away and then him and i lost contact so i didn't really play drums until about play drums you know intensely again until about i was like 15
0: Hmm.
1: and then um my ex's father gave me a drum set and he and the he said like the weirdest thing to me he goes like i don't know why she had a drum set in her house but he goes like as i'm taking the drum set out he goes now, you can borrow it, but I don't want it back. And I'm like, what
2: the fuck? What does that even like, mean? Uh,
1: what does that even mean? But all right. that's <laughs> Like, that's, he was a weird guy.
2: That's <laughs> weird. It's like, dude, so are you expecting, like, is he going to show up at your house in like 20 years and be like, hey, you know that drum set that I let you borrow, but I don't want it back? I kind of want it back. Yeah. That's such a weird yeah. thing to say to somebody. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, i don't even have that drum set anymore <laughs> that shit was it was it was terrible it was like the shells were warped the wood was just uh, terrible it was uh thank god i got rid of it but um but yeah like uh see so yeah, I, I when i was younger you know i was in a very bad you know household and everything like that and music was my escape you know just listening to it you know through like a portable cd player mm-hmm. or like a boombox or whatever i listened you know like uh like marilyn Manson, Black Sabbath and uh ac Kiss, I was huge on Kiss, still am huge on Kiss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that listening to those like albums like Destroyer, Antichrist Superstar, um let's see what else, like Paranoid and all those albums. That was like my escape from like the hardships of my life, <laughs> of how it was, you know, what I was living in at the time. Right. And um cuz I remember the first time that I you know, sparked an interest of uh playing drums was when um there used to be a channel called mtvx and they used to play just nothing but like you know heavy metal and like just metal music really um like all these music videos and uh i remember it was just weird i found a weird fascination of uh the way Gingerfish was playing in Marilyn Manson with the uh, the beautiful people video. Mm-hmm. He was just playing so weird. I was like, this is weird, but I like the way he's playing. <laughs> and it was just it was just like I know now I know it was just like, oh it's just for show. Like, because I didn't know how music videos worked. I was always like, how did they get them to play the song <laughs> to sound exactly the same on the music video? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like they must be really good musicians. <laughs> but then I realized, oh, you know, later on, oh, it's a playback.
2: <laughs> right, right. So, but,
1: um, yeah, that really like the drum beat, like, dit, 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 like I've always, that was, that was the first drum beat I heard where I was like, I want to be a drummer. I want to do
2: that. <laughs> that's Cool. So it's always, and, and that's the thing too, I think because you, you know, you were listening to music and then you were also later on down the line, whatever you were then seeing like the, the video component to it. And it's yeah. like, I think that that's like, in in a lot of cases, it almost helps solidify it. Because it can be equivalent to, like, all right, when I was young, I was listening to this, and then I saw this on TV, or I went to a concert. Like, you're actually seeing it, right? And you're getting both ends of it. It's like, especially videos, like... You know, mm-hmm. for like from, you know, in, in my situation, it's like, yeah, you could go and see local bands and stuff like that, or like, you know, bands within the scene. But as far as like, you know, when you're younger and you're seeing these like really like well done music videos, well thought out, super artistic, whatever it might be, it's like, holy shit, there's a whole other creative element to this too. Like, a oh, visual, yeah. it's artistic shit. It's, oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think one band that really pushes those boundaries on the, the music video aspect of their music is Ramstein. Oh, holy oh shit like their music videos are absolutely insane like the music video for their song uh, deutschland
2: mm-hmm. Dude, oh that, how good is God. that how good is that
1: like that is just amazing and you know till lindemann like his solo project is um which is called lindemann like those videos he makes for that band is even fucking insaneer <laughs> like like it's just That dude has such an eye for like visuals, like visionary stuff with the music. It's just insane. (laughs) Like I worship that guy.
2: (laughs) That Deutschland video, I I do wonder where they shoot a lot of their videos because Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, clearly they're on location somewhere. You know, Mm -hmm. like, because, and they all, intricate costumes, shit like that, it's, it it always makes, it makes me wonder, like, and I, unfortunately, I haven't seen them live yet, but I've, I've watched live performances, and the people that I've talked to that have seen them, they're like, it is not only the, the, the audio element of it, right, the musicality, but it, it it is truly a performance, um, from all aspects of it, you know, and yeah, I'm wondering if, and you can answer this if you've seen them, um, to actually go, haven't. you <laughs> have it so I was, that's, no. that's kind of, I was going to uh, wonder if like, they get to the point where it's like, not for every song, not like a fucking weird Al or like a Lady Gaga bullshit, but it's like, yeah. do they go and have slight wa- wardrobe changes, you know, through to where it's like, this is representing this, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But, like I was going to, I was going to see them. Last year, before COVID hit, um, because they're playing somewhere in Maryland, like was, was
2: like that the Super big Southern stadium, Maryland. like the big stadium yeah. outdoor tour thing? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, they rescheduled the the they rescheduled that tour, but they canceled completely canceled the Maryland date. So I might awesome. bite the bullet and just say fuck it and go see them in uh, Philly. Hell yeah! So yeah, that'd be cool.
2: So one of the one of the things that you had mentioned at the top of this, uh, you worked in haunted houses. Now, yeah. Have you seen uh, Have you seen House's October Belt one or two? Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: I, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second just one. Don't
2: just don't <laughs> just keep it keep okay. it with keep it with what you know and love about the first. The second one's uh, whatever. It's fun, but like it's not yeah. as it's not nearly as good as the first one. Um, yeah. So so how much truth is it like did you have any like sketchy experiences and you don't have to name like fucking specific haunted houses or companies but
1: yeah yeah um i never had like what what do you mean by sketchy like so threatening situations so
2: so when i say sketchy because you've 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 worked in in a haunted house or for a haunted house company. And I'm also guessing you've also gone to haunted houses, right? So I'm wondering from both ends of the spectrum, when I say sketchy, I mean like, Whoa, I don't know if that would have fucking passed a goddamn inspection of any kind. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just crazy Um, shit. Shit. Okay.
1: I'm trying to think, um, I haven't had really any sketchy experiences. Um, I think, I mean, I've had a lot of funny experiences.
2: That's sure. I mean. Sure. Well, how about we, um, we can, we can take that. angle. we can take that. angle Yeah. Too.
1: yeah. yeah because I haven't really had anything where I was just like, "Oh, that's bad. Um, because usually all the, you know, the haunted houses I've worked at, they've all been super professional. They're legit. And, uh, yeah. And, um, but there was this one, <laughs> there's this one incident. Um, it was this haunted house. It was only around for a year and, um, for, well, for one season really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Rockville, Maryland. And it was like this zombie haunted house. It was really well done. And I wish it would have came back for like, you know, more seasons. But there was this one time there's a group coming through. And I was, you know, playing a zombie. And I would go to pop out in this group. And they went right through the drywall. Like everybody <laughs> went right through the drywall. I was like, fuck. There's <laughs> like three people through the goddamn drywall. And I'm like, well, <laughs> We had to stop the tour and just uh, make sure everybody was okay, and then we had to actually like take the people out of the tour and like give us a second. Like something bad happened. <laughs> uh,
2: so did yeah. they, did they essentially go behind the scenes? Like when you go through the drywall and something like that, you're essentially going. Yeah, we had
1: we had to like turn the lights on and like walk them through the entire like the end of the haunted house and like oh, wow.
2: make sure that they were okay
1: though. Luckily, we gave them. I think I think we gave them like a free. Voucher or something like that. Nice. Well, that was funny.
2: That was extremely funny. Going through the drywall, ruining the fucking and, experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, t- it was terrible, but it was funny at the same time. And then there was another incident at the same haunted house where me and another actor collided because we both jumped out at the same time. And like my nose went right into his skull and it hurt so bad. <laughs> like I thought it broke my nose. And then I'm going back into the, um I went back into the makeup, well, the dressing room, really and i forgot that i had blood on my face prior to it and i'm like and they're like what's wrong you know like, what happened i was like well my nose you know i got fucked up they're like me and this guy's head collided and said, so, well his head collided with my nose and i'm like trying to find blood i'm like i don't know what's just real what's that like uh, I, I, like I was like, I guess I'm bleeding. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm bleed. My, so. my, my, my uh, makeup is, is telling you that I'm bleeding, but I'm also telling you I'm fucking bleeding right now.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I couldn't tell what was, because I had the fake blood near my face and like near my nose too. And I'm like, shit, I don't know what's is real. What's not? <laughs> like, I think I'm bleeding. You know, awesome. let's hope. Is it, is it so. fun?
2: Is it fun working at a haunted house?
1: If you have the right people managing it and the right, you know, committed actors. Yes, it is. Cool. Um, I've worked at some pretty shitty ones <laughs> where it's like, you know, it's volunteer and like, nobody really takes it seriously. And it's like, uh, like me, I, I take everything I do seriously because I'm passionate about much anything I do, you know, and it, it pisses me off when I see people just like not into, you know, what they're doing. And like, even like with music, like when I go see a band and it's like, guys are just up there just you know just standing there playing their instruments doing nothing it's like come on like loosen up a little bit (laughs) like get in with it like um like i get you know the nerves and everything like that but it's also like the the mentality i go i go by when i go to play is you know if people are going to sit there and judge you why don't they get up here and do the same thing that you do see how easy Mm -hmm. it is for them (laughs) you know
2: it's and oh god
1: It was, was, And it's just, like, that's the one thing that's helped me, you know, with, like, stage fright, too. It's just, like, because I got to tell you, the one show I was so nervous about playing was the Doyle show we did with him back in 2018. I damn near was, like, right before we went on stage, I was just, like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, I am so nervous. And there was a lot of people there. And I was, like, it was just us and Doyle, too, because the other band dropped off the bill, like, that week. And we're, like, well, shit. (laughs) Damn. So... So it's like all eyes on us, no pressure. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, f- of course, people are there to see. Yeah. You know, arguably one of the most iconic guitarists in punk rock, yeah. horror punk, like just in. Yeah. W- yeah, in we're we'll yeah. saying rock and roll. Isn't he's an iconic guitarist? His playing yeah. style, his the imagery, like, let alone the fucking Misfits in general. You know. Like, oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's and you know. And a lot of people give Doyle shit, too, because, you know, they watch these interviews and... Uh, like, I've heard. You know, I've read. He does, I,
2: I know I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they see, like, he's just, like, very standoffish. But, you know, I'd be tired, too, like, getting asked the same, like, same questions over and over again. Like, oh, is there going to be another Misfits record? It's like, bro, like, ask me about my band, not Correct. the Misfits. <laughs> like, Correct. And... I was kind of nervous meeting him too. And he was the nicest guy like ever. He was super nice. Like, cause afterwards, um, after the show, you know, we broke down and got all our gear out like really quickly too. And it was just me and Ronnie, the bass player, you know, we're standing by our dressing room and here comes Doyle. And he's like, Hey man, how's it going? He like fist bumps me. And, uh, we're sitting there talking with him backstage. And like, he looks at me, he goes, so how was the crowd tonight? I was like, uh, I mean, they're just waiting for you, I guess. And he goes, man, they better live up because I'm getting, this shit gets boring <laughs> when they don't live up. And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people were disappointed. Didn't play any of uh, the misfit songs Cause it was like great right as, um, I think it was the same year as we die came out.
0: Hmm.
1: And so he was just like, I'm not doing any misfit songs. So yeah. fuck you. <laughs> and it was, it was a great show though. Like, and Alex was really nice. Uh, Wade, the drummer, and Brandon,
2: they're all super nice to us, so. Is Alex, is Alex a lead singer?
1: Yeah, Alex Story.
2: Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. so I've, I haven't had the opportunity to see them, but, fuck, I mean, or I I should say to see Doyle and his band, yeah. but, I mean, like, I've seen the Jerry Fitz a bunch of times, I've,
1: yeah I had too. <laughs> I've seen
2: Graves, Um, you know, and then I, thankfully, I was, you know, one of those people that, like. I didn't pay an absorbent amount of money because we were like literally in nosebleeds, but we went to that like New York City like original Misfits lineup thing. Oh,
1: gotcha. Yeah, it was, I was cool. To see any of those shows?
2: <laughs> it was it was good, but like for me, yeah. for where I'm at, like I appreciate every every live music experience, whether I'm in fucking nosebleeds or I'm sweating in someone's basement. But oh, yeah. I would yeah. prefer to be in a more intimate setting er, across yeah, yeah. the board. It doesn't matter if it's like a larger band or not, because like there's some of the magic that gets taken away, but like. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the Misfits still sounded amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah, they yeah, still yeah. sounded great. Rancid was awesome. The Damned was fun. But like, yeah, it there's just something to seeing them in that capacity, smaller, more intimate, more intimate, yeah. more intimate show. Um, yeah. But that's that's cool that Doyle was like, a, they're all cool. You know, they weren't like yeah. fucking why the fuck are we in here, you know, like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was really nervous about because, you know, the other band dropped off the bill, but luckily we sold all of our pre-sale tickets nice. and we, so they were somewhat taken care of, you cool. know? And, um, cause I know I, I talked to Doyle's manager, his name's Rich. He used to like tour with the uh, Jerry Spitz and everything. He was a super cool, dude. Cool. I think he's like in the Marines now. We still talk from, you know, from time to time. And, uh, i was letting them know i was like hey you know i was kind of like nervous that doyle might have canceled because you know the one band dropped off the bill and they weren't mm-hmm. gonna get paid enough and i was like hey yeah rich you know we sold all of our tickets you know we're trying still... to be like please do not cancel this show don't cancel this is
2: the big this is the big um, this is a big deal for us you know
1: yeah 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 and what was really rewarding about that show was um a lot of people like me and Scott were waiting in line at the uh, merch booth and we're, you know, all in our meteor King, you know, makeup and everything at that point. And these, uh, this father and his son, look back at us and they're like, Hey, are you, you know, in one of the bands, you guys look really awesome. I was like, yeah, we're the only band here with Doyle meteor King. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, let, uh, let's get a picture with you and all this. And then we're, we're wait after the show, we're, you know, waiting in line for the meet and greet. And this woman, uh, that was standing in front of us. She, she's like, oh, so how many more shows you got with Doyle on this tour? We're like, what? Or are like, we're just uh, a local opener. <laughs> they're like, what? You're a local opener? We're like, yeah, <laughs> we're just. Like, you, we thought you guys were touring with Doyle. Nah.
2: <laughs> we're here. <laughs> <be> nice, but
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was really nice. And, That's you know, cool. Everybody was super cool in that show.
2: So, c- briefly, um, you know before we launch into kind of my like outro question um mm-hmm. where where so did this kind of to plug what else you got coming down for the second half of 21 where can people follow and find music for meteor king like just kind of general plug stuff you know
1: okay um i mean you can look us up on i mean i usually just tell people the easiest way is to just google us and we're like the first uh you know first thing that pops up mm-hmm. and, you know we can go on bandcamp uh, meteorking.bandcamp dot uh, com. I think that's how Bandcamp does it. Yep. Um, Instagram, uh, meteor King band, you know, Facebook meteor King. Um, I don't know what else we have. I think that's, not all. I think we have a Twitter, but I do not know the handle for that. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, yeah. So the new album is, uh, titled deep crimson. It, we're hoping to have it out by late summer, early fall, hopefully. And, uh, leading up to the release of the album, we're going to be releasing two music videos. Um, the one video is kind of like it, it's a ploy. It, well, the one video is kind of just like not the bigger video if that makes sense because the second one is the more production-wise video. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's it's going to be a really good time. Like uh, we, I think we have like one more session left and then we go to the mastering portion of the album and then we're finally done it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, I mean like the artwork's done for it. We know like wow. let's see, let's see. We're gonna we're definitely we might be doing like some bundle pre orders for it as well. Just keep an eye out on that. So nice. Because we're gonna have we're gonna have shirts and all that jazz with it. Because I think the last release we did was uh was Sal and we rain and we didn't really put too much merch out for for that EP besides a uh the CD itself mm. <laughs> because i think i think yeah because the artwork for the, i remember because the artwork was just really hard to put onto a shirt because of how much purple was on that
2: damn it's amazing artwork cover. <laughs> it's amazing artwork though
1: <laughs> yeah 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 um the girl did a great job it was just like it didn't translate well onto mm. a shirt so we're just like nah <laughs> eh, whatever Um, But the new artwork, we're, we might, we might release it soon. Hopefully the guy did an excellent job on it. It's very Rob Zombie looking. Cool. That's what I can say about it. It looks very Rob Zombie.
2: (laughs) I, I personally love the track zombies ate my neighbors off of your 2018 Mm -hmm. album, Lords of the Comet specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously not only for like the intensity, the lyrics, hilarious, right. Um, Fun, like awesome, gruesome, but obviously the the game from the Super Nintendo Second Genesis of the same name. And yeah, yeah. I'm wondering for you, uh, Mr. Plague, uh, is there one video game from any system that really impacted you as a kid and still resonates oh, yeah. with you today?
1: Oh, yeah. Doom. Doom. Yeah, Doom. the original Doom. Hell I yeah. can still play that game. I can still play the original one up until Doom Eternal. Like, I can just play that entire series. That is... Best video game series, in my opinion.
2: So, clearly. so when you were <laughs> when you were a kid, um, so I'm guessing you played this as a kid on your computer, right?
1: Oh yeah, computer. Nice. And then one uh, once Doom three came out, Xbox. Nice. Yeah. W-
2: what was your? Did your did your parents? I don't know. Like, I my, so. I know I'd said, like, I went through, I was baptized, all that bullshit, uh, you uh-huh. know, went through confirmation when I was younger. I mean, my parents weren't together, so I'd have my dad's house and have my mom's house. And yeah, yeah. as you can probably imagine, there was a significant divide in what I could get away with at both houses. Now, oh, yeah, I got in trouble for, I think I ended up with the doom 2 disc at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was playing on like our, our gateway windows 98 and. And it was one of those things, like, what are you playing? Because you know they hear like shotgun blast, snarling, like <laughs> yeah. you know door opening, like. And it was like kind of one of those things, like, what the fuck is going on in here? In yeah. like at my dad's house, it's like it does no one, it doesn't. Who get it, as long as you're not being an asshole and breaking things, like you, you know, <laughs> re, within reason, you can do what you want, yeah. right? Did yeah, your par- yeah. did your parents ever give you shit about that, or was it kind of just same thing? Do what you want, but don't be a dick.
1: Oh yeah, they gave me shit about it. It's the same thing with like watching horror movies and shit. They gave me a lot of shit for that. They're like, "We don't want you growing up being, you know, a serial killer." This and that. It's like I'm not. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, do you ever? Like, if I'm, if I get caught, then I'm not gonna be able to watch any fucking horror movies. Like, I right. would I want to risk my life.
2: <laughs> did you, uh, did you ever get in trouble for watching any like movies like as a kid?
1: Oh god, let me think. What. <sighs>
2: like and i'm not, not talking like I'm, I'm not talking like pornographic but like watching something where it's like what are you watching turn this off
1: i do have one okay it was the first scary movie <laughs> i got in trouble for watching because the bedroom scene yep. where you know like they're having sex he busts that huge ass load yep. that's funny I did, get, I did get in trouble for watching that <laughs>